What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Did you know we love podcasts with mythical monsters, heroes, and gods? One of our favorites is Live from Mount Olympus, an adventure podcast for tweens and families of all ages. The new season tells a story of war, fate, friendship, betrayal, a heist, and a titan who played with fire. You don't want to miss the myth of Prometheus. Tune in to Live from Mount Olympus, wherever you get your podcasts. What if kittens break the clock in spiel? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we are going to answer three questions. You might notice that all three of these questions involve flying creatures. As you can imagine, we do get a lot of questions about flying creatures. So if you sent in a question, but it's not one of the three that got answered today, believe me, I got it, I heard it, I thank you for it, and you helped to inspire this story. Let's listen to our first one. My name is Esme. I'm six years old. My favorite thing is going to the beach. What, what if I could fly over traffic? Oh, I love going to the beach, too. And is it Esre? Am I saying that right? I'm sorry if I misheard your name. But I think flying over traffic is a really cool idea. Next, we have a question from Lola. That is a really good one. You know, we've had plenty of squid monsters, but never an octopus character. And finally, one more question from Carmen. My name is Carmen. I'm four years old. I live in Louisiana. My question is, what if T-Rexes could fly? Thank you. Thank you, Carmen. I am so glad that flying T-Rexes aren't real, but I think we could have some fun with one in What If World. But before we get to our story, I have a big thank you to Owen and Jacob, two of our newest patrons. They wanted to hear from the narrator himself. That's me. So, Owen, I used to know a boy named Owen. He was my first gymnastic student, and I'm still friends with his family back in New York. And Jacob, well, I went to a school called Jacob's School. You didn't happen to own an elementary school in 1992, did you, Jacob? Well, thank you, Owen and Jacob, for helping to keep this podcast going. Now let's find out what if octopuses could fly and birds could walk and talk? What if I could fly over traffic? And what if T-Rexes could fly? Oh, my. 
Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Berenstain Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much more in the hundreds of episodes of The Past and the Curious. You know, quite often people will say to me, Mick, my kid loves your show. But you know what? I love your show too. And that's what it's all about bringing grown-ups and kids together to learn and laugh while they discover new stories about underwear saving people's lives, the origin of the swimsuit, or figures like inventor Garrett Morgan, astronomer Mariah Mitchell, or spy and baseball player Mo Berg. So if you want to get hip to the show, you can find The Past and the Curious in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. You might have noticed the last couple weeks we did episodes set in the past. And I'll tell you why. Because What If World has been having a heat wave like you wouldn't believe. Mostly all the characters just stayed inside all day trying to keep cool. But finally they'd all about had enough. And so, about half of What If World had the same great idea at the same time. Let's go to the Let's beach. Go to the yeah. beach. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. So just about everyone you can think of hopped on the Y-Way and drove to Sand Tucket Beach. Could you drive any faster? Asked Kathunkel. He'd finally gotten back to What If World and was visiting his nephew, Scully, and his foster mother, Squitterella. We can't all just fly over traffic like you, responded Squitterella, curling her tentacle grumpily around the steering wheel. But Squitterella, I promised I'd meet my friend Loctofly at the beach. Well, if she's anywhere on the highway, she's stuck in this same traffic. As it turns out, Loctofly was on the same Y-Way. She was sitting on the shoulders of her big friend, Q-Rex. Since he'd finally turned old enough to be considered a vehicle, Loctofly was a young lady octopus who, in addition to all her amazing octopus powers, was able to fly too. But she wasn't flying now. She was just laying over Q-Rex's back in this incessant heat. 
Her camouflage the same color as Q-Rex skin. You could barely even see her. Q-Rex, can you see what's causing the traffic? Asked Loctofly. Hey, listen, it's my first time driving, so I'm just trying to play by them rules. But you could just walk over half of these cars. Rules are important, y'all, said Q-Rex. He was clearly a little nervous about being on the road for the first time without his dad's help. Cars were stalled as far as Q-Rex could see. Even the tiny creature slash electric car lane was finally slowing down as a little red bird drove by before coming to a complete stop. What's the hold up, Carmen Cardinal? Asked Patchy Parrot. Well, I don't know. It's got to be something serious, though. Too bad I really wanted to spend a lot of time on the beach, said Carmen Cardinal. Why don't we just fly? Asked Patchy Parrot. Well, that wouldn't be fair to all these people who are waiting. Didn't you see we just drove by Kathunkle? What does Kathunkle have to do with any of this? You know he's just gonna fly over all these cars and take over the whole beach. Oh, I sure hope not. And as traffic inched forward at a crawl, Q-Rex tiptoed by Carmen's little red car, locked a fly still lounging lazily on his back. Oh, Q-Rex, why don't we just fly there? Because I don't want to break the rules! But didn't you see us drive by those birds? Any second, one of them's going to fly ahead, and then the birds will have the beach all to themselves. No, no, they wouldn't do that to Q-Rex. Oh, it won't matter if just one or two of us break the rules. Hmm. And as everyone continued to squeeze themselves down the Y-Way, Squitterella's car slid by slimily. Scully looked up from the car at Q-Rex's back, but he couldn't see Loctofly because of her T-Rex-colored camouflage. Oh, Squitterella, Loctofly must have already flown ahead. It doesn't matter. We can't fly anyway. Well, I could, of course, squirt you with magic flying ink. It wouldn't last forever, but you'd all be able to fly for the day, offered Kathunkel. Oh, Mom, can we please, can we please? Why is it that you only call me Mom when you want something? Sorry, Momorella. I kind of like Momorella. Maybe when the adoption papers finally go through, you could call me... Ink Blast. No, I was going to say... Kathunkel burst out with ink in every direction. Their windows had been opened to make room for all their tentacles. So, of course, the ink got everywhere. (laughs) Over the birds. (laughs) Over the dinosaurs. (laughs) Over the cars, trucks, motorcycles, mopeds. And even the low-flying hover vehicles. That's a lot of ink. All right, let's fly. Yay! Said Scully, floating out the side window until one of Squitterella's tentacles reached out and grabbed him. Scully, you can't just break the rules when it's convenient. 
but it will be so very convenient for us in particular, said Gathunkle. And he was flying out of the car, too. And Squitterella, well, she'd never flown before, so she just couldn't stop herself. Gathunkle. Uh, Don't worry, I've got you. Now, if just the three of us head on ahead, there's less traffic for everyone else. A win for every win. But just then, all the cars started rising up in the air, and all the flying creatures started flying. And even Q-Rex was walking on the sky. I'm not afraid of this at all. Lotofly, just like hold my little claw paw for no reason, okay? Okay, Q-Rex. And Loctofly led the nervous Q-Rex ahead. Oh, hey, there you are, Loctofly. <laughs> I guess we all had the same idea, said Scully. And the Y-Way itself started rising into the sky. Bits of earth, pavement, and squid ink showering down from it. And as all those flying creatures and objects finally flew forward, <laughs> they all just bumped into each other. What's happening, Kasunkle? It seems we're stuck in air traffic. Oh, why can't we just fly higher? Or just move to the side? I already thought of that. I was just trying to give you a chance to think of it so you'd feel smart. Okay, good good idea, Kasunkle. Thank you. I will fly higher and see what the problem is. And as Kathunkle flew up, all of the air traffic started to spread out in every direction. Traffic was thinning out until... Oh dear, not him again. Kathunkle had finally spied the source of all this traffic. Who is it, Kathunkle? Yo, 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 dragon! What are you doing down there? I'm sorry, said the distant dragon. Can you guess who it was? I was hired to expand the highway, but then I just got myself tangled up in it. That's right, it was Dragomax. What if world's biggest dragon? He'd been using his magic breath to add another lane to the Yway, but he seemed to have only added it to himself. Lanes of Yway were slowly uncurling from around Dracomax, but instead of falling to the ground, they were whipping wildly all over the sky. Someone seems to have given this road the ability to fly. Oh, I... I can guess who it was, said Loctofly. I can guess who it was, parroted Patchy. Kathunkle. Who is it, Kathunkle? Uh, that's the problem with having unimaginable power. <laughs> Sometimes it's uh, hard to imagine the consequences. Well, when's your little magic going to wear off? Asked Carmen Cardinal, still flicking squid ink off of her feathers. It will take a day or so. Oh, man. But right at that moment, Q-Rex started floating back down to the ground. First slowly, then much faster. Then Scully was falling, and Squidarella. And the entire Y-Way... Aw, man, this happens every time you break the rules, said Q-Rex as he plummeted towards the Earth. You briefly gained the ability to fly before hitting air traffic and plummeting to your doom? I mean, in what if world? Yeah. Even the flying creatures suddenly couldn't fly. Kabunkle had never really fallen before. And by the time he realized what was happening, Scully and Squidarella were already out of his reach. 
Dracomax, can you fire bubbles at all of these people? I can shoot the bubbles, but I am not accurate enough to catch everyone. Then fire them at me. And the sky darkened as Gathungal grew to his greatest size and spread out with every tentacle he could summon. Just as Dracomax launched bubbles faster than rockets at the great squid beast. And all of Gathungal's wavy arms bounced the bubbles to catch one creature or another. And the rest... He deflected to catch the Y-Way itself before it could crack into a million pieces on the ground. And just before Scully smacked down to the ground, he found himself inside a bubble. And so did all the other creatures and cars. And as their bubbles landed softly, they all started rolling together. Hey, we're rolling closer to the beach. Finally, we're almost there. You do realize we're still stuck in a bubble, said Octofly as her bubble rolled up to stick next to Scully. Well, after almost being squished, being trapped in a bubble's kind of comforting. And so all the bubbles joined together under that big stretch of bubbles still holding up the road. Uh-oh, I was afraid this might happen. Oh, what is it now? I am Bubble Max. All the bubbles had formed into a giant bubble dragon. Hey, everybody, give it up for Bubble Max. She saved our lives, said Q-Rex. Who wants to go to the beach? To, to the beach. The oh, to the beach. Ocean. We owe you our lives. Lead the way, Bubble Max. Oh. Uh... Okay. Be patient with her. She was just breathed into existence. Oh. Okay. And the mile-long bubble dragon slowly squeezed out from under the road, gently resettling the Y-Way. That part only took an hour. An hour? That took forever. Just let me out of the bubble. We'll just walk to the beach. I have to keep you safe. But we'll get there. Hey, you're learning to talk faster. What? Said Bubble Max, ever so slowly rolling toward the beach. I knew if I broke the rules, this would happen. You'd end up missing the whole beach day while trapped inside a giant bubble monster? Is it considered rude to pop a bubble person? Don't even think about it, Kathunkel. Huh? Hey, someone's bouncing a bubble. And everyone looked up to see one of Bubble Max's smaller bubbles being passed to and fro like a beach ball. When the bubble came to you, you just smack the top of your own bubble to send it on to the next person. Yeah, he sent it over here. Oh, I'm gonna tail smack that bubble. Can Draco Max have a turn? And the day's last colorful rays of sunlight streamed through that bubble as friends and strangers alike all sat in their bubble traffic together, cracking their coolers full of food and drink, sharing stories with perfect strangers, and slowly rolling toward the beach. Hey, everybody! We're here! The
All right, Lola, Carmen, and Ezra, I believe. Again, sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. I hope you all enjoyed your story. Folks at home, your reviews help us to grow and help me try to do this for a living. A lot of kids have been putting in what-if questions, so I'm going to answer at least one question left as part of a review at the end of August. And I'll probably keep doing it at least once a month as a thank you to anyone who goes out of their way to help me. And if you want an even better chance of getting your questions answered, as well as ad-free episodes released five days early in a higher quality audio, please check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. I'd like to thank Karen Marshall O'Keefe, my co-creator, Jason O'Keefe for our artwork, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you patient kids out there for waiting in lines and traffic and anywhere else. Try to make the best of those quiet moments, even though it's hard. How could you make the next boring wait a little more fun? Let me know. And until we meet again, keep wondering. What if world? This is what if world. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.